the colors till they touch it's probably more than I deserve but I'm proud to get this much I'm sending all the love I ever had inside this folded flag sending all the love I ever had inside Closet Direct King's Court starts now.
Well, I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis and all parts northeast, south and west. We welcome you in, Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. This is where you come to hear the live broadcast every day. We give you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Only here do you get that. You can hear our podcast on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, Anchor, And I think everything has been fixed on the website. I think if you go to our website now and you go to the click live or listen live, whatever it says, there should be an instruction as to how to click right there and listen without going anywhere else. I think that's what they tell me anyway. I haven't been able to check it yet myself. So those of you who are, you can let me know. Nonetheless, we are here as we always are. 636-538-0746 is our phone line because we welcome you. To join in the show, we welcome your ideas, we welcome your thoughts. As always, we back ours with facts and evidence. If it's just my opinion, I'll let you know that. But nine times out of ten, we've got facts and evidence to back up everything we say. Otherwise, I'll just say, this is just what I'm saying. I don't have anything to back it up. It's just me. We're honest on this show. We're transparent, something that Washington would do well to learn. Something that the sports world would do well to learn. And as you look around, watching Cardinal baseball has become a chore, hasn't it, if you're a Cardinal baseball fan? Here's a question for all baseball fans everywhere. You probably have a job of your own. You go to your job. When you get tired, you go to your job anyway. There are some days you wake up, you just don't feel like going to work. We all experience that. But you go because it's your job. But in baseball where they're paid hundreds of millions of dollars, and in Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado's case, each making exorbitant amounts of money, well into the hundreds of millions of dollars, I said hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of dollars. Apparently, working for two weeks in a row playing baseball is a little much. It's just a little much, and they need days off. So you have a manager who's a complete moron and in so far over his head, it's scary. If you were in that far over your head in your job, you wouldn't have your job. But he gives them days off. Pre-planned, they said, as if that's supposed to make a difference. Oh, it was pre-planned. So I shouldn't be upset that when I go to a ball game and pay $10 for a beer and God knows how much for tickets and parking... I shouldn't be upset that the star players I've come to watch decided they would take a pre-planned day off. So last night it was Nolan Arenado's turn. Poor little guy. They've played 17 games. Come on, Kevin. He needs that rest. I mean, it is baseball, after all, where you get hit every five. 
No, you don't get hit at all. It is baseball, after all, where you're running constantly. Nope, you're not running at all. The only time a baseball player runs is if he hits a ball in the gap or if an outfielder has to chase one in the gap. Otherwise, they never run. They don't even run out ground balls. So last night, Arenado, the night before Goldschmidt, combined, these guys make probably close to $100 million a year. Their contracts are well into the hundreds of millions of dollars. And they needed a day off. Are you shitting me? A day off? A day off for what? It's April, dude. You lollygagged your way through a pre-planned vacation paid trip to Florida for a month and a half. And now you come and start the regular season. And 17 games in, you need a day off? Not coincidentally, the Cardinals have lost both games. Last night it showed dramatically in a rundown at third base, the Cardinals had played some guy by the name of Motter. So anyone who spent money to go down and watch the ball game last night got treated to some guy named Motter as opposed to the gold glove Arenado at third base. And at a key point early in the game, the Cardinals trapped an Arizona runner in a rundown who foolishly tried to score from third on a ground ball to the first baseman. Baseball is so lacking in basic, basic talent, just basic fundamentals. But nonetheless, he was dead to rights, except for the Cardinals couldn't execute a simple rundown. The third baseman, Motter, waved futilely at the runner and missed him. Now, when I was a kid, and many people listening will probably share this same story, we played what we called hotbox in the backyard. We put a base at one end of the yard and a base at the other end of the yard. And the base could have been a paper sack or something. We didn't have real bases. And then some guy would be on one of the bases and we'd start. And the entire game was a rundown. It's called hotbox. See if you can get to the next base before the throw gets there. And if you can't, you get caught in a rundown and you try to elude the two defenders. We executed it flawlessly in our backyards, but the Cardinals couldn't execute it last night. And the primary reason was because their $100 million or $300 million player, Nolan Arenado, needed a day off. And the Cardinals lose 8-7. to seven. It's incredible that this goes on, and yet it does. I remember a few years back asking David Freeze, because Mike Matheny had given him a day off in April, and I said to uh, Matheny, I said, why would you give uh, David a day off? Did he ask for it? He said, oh, the players all asked for them. He said, we have them set up ahead of time, you know, the pre-planned thing. So then I asked David, did you ask for a day off, knowing full well he didn't, and that Matheny was lying to me? And David said, I never asked for a day off. He said, I want to play every day. And why wouldn't you? You're a baseball player. Now, for his part, Motter went 0 for 3 with a strikeout. <laughs> He's hitting 188. Arenado's hitting 310 and the aforementioned gold glove. And yet there it was. 
And Ali Marmol, the genius manager, brought uh, Justin uh, Jordan Hicks into a game again. It's incredulous to me that this goes on and that no one complains about it. Why would you not complain about this? When I looked up and saw Motter, I said, first of all, who the hell's he? Secondly, where's Arenado? Oh, I was told it was a pre-planned day off. Pre-planned. Pretty unbelievable, isn't it? But that's baseball today, and that's the cardinal way. The cardinal way. Pretty incredible. And so the Cardinal fans are treated to mutter. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to understand it. Can't even begin to understand it. So when you pay your money to go down there, that's what you get. Now, not only that, uh, the Cardinals lose again to Arizona. Arizona wasn't picked by anybody to win anything, but yet they're in first place in their division. Cardinals are in last place in theirs. And some more wonderful news for St. Louisans. Wash U, Washington University, one of the great liberal outposts of all time, has invited Anthony Fauci to speak at their commencement exercise. That's right, the Anthony Fauci that lied to America over and over and over again, who stole government funds, our tax money, to conduct highly secretive virus experiments at a lab in China and funded it with our money, then unleashed a virus on the world that he claimed was a pandemic. We all know now the truth is it was not. He used that to enrich himself tremendously, to lie under oath in front of Congress, and Wash U says, hey, let's invite him to speak to our graduates. I can't imagine anyone sending their child to Wash U. I really can't. And they'll say, well, but, you know, if you have that on your resume, employers will be more likely to hire you. That's a lie, too. I went to law school at Mizzou. I had no trouble getting offers from law firms in St. Louis, as I'm sure Wash U Law School graduates had no trouble. The difference? I paid about one-tenth for my legal education as opposed to going to Wash U, and they weren't getting any better jobs than we were at Mizzou. In fact, I'd put Mizzou's law school faculty at the time, I don't know today, but at the time I'd put it up against Wash U's any day. Any day. And you can look at the credentials of the Mizzou faculty at that time, and you'd understand. So Anthony Fauci is going to further humiliate the city of St. Louis. Can St. Louis do anything else wrong? I mean, seriously, can we? I guess we could elect somebody like Brandon, what's his name up there in Chicago, Brandon Johnson, that lunatic. Only Chicago could oust Beetlejuice and bring in someone worse, literally worse. And as we get our show going this morning, we want to say hi to a new listener listening down in the beautiful state of Alabama. That's right. Greenbow, Alabama, as Forrest Gump was fond of saying. But I don't know if there is a Greenbow. 
But our listener is Bill Manjaya, and I hope I got his name pronounced correctly. And Bill was an Air Force captain, goes by the call name Goose. He's also a hell of a golfer. Hello, Goose, and welcome to the Window World King's Court right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. I think I need a day off. Apparently, from what I'm seeing in reports, Fauci's going to get $125,000 to speak at WashU. So here, kids, and this should be the educational message he tells the graduates. Go out into the world, lie for a living, and you too could be paid $125,000 at a commencement exercise to tell your lies, to tell more lies. He's going to tell more lies. And the haughty, the hoity-toity, Wash you parents will be all going, oh, look at us. We had Anthony Fauci as our commencement speaker. We're important. We we have the Danforths behind us. We're important over here at Wash U. Wash U just proves it's one more embarrassment for St. Louis, one more embarrassment for Missouri. The list is long, and it's growing, and it seemingly never ends. Almost every state could make the same claim, but we seem to want to stand out. We've got Kim Gardner down in the city, one of the most corrupt prosecutors in the country among some greatly corrupt prosecutors, but she's right there. We have murders per capita at the top of the list every year in this country. Now we have Wash U inviting Fauci. Who's St. Louis are you going to invite? Hitler? Maybe Umsel can bring in Biden. Flo Valley, who are you going to bring in? Kamala Harris? Heels up? Heels up. I'm going to start calling her Cammy. I mean, that's what you call nice, friendly people, don't you? Soft people. Hi, Cammy. I can't do it. She's just too full of crap for me. Our phone lines are open, as we always say, 636-538-0746. I don't know what you do about the Cardinals. If, if I needed a day off... And, of course, here's a guy speaking who just took a week off. But I took a week off because we were moving, and therefore there was no studio to broadcast from. But I take my vacation time. No one's arguing vacation time. Here's when Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt get their vacation time, okay? October to April. They're off. Unless you count a business trip to Florida that is paid for by the Cardinals, And you have to do very little. You might show up and take batting practice. That's about it. You might play an inning or two in a ball game. I don't call that work. I call that vacation. Bring your family down. It's all paid for. So you have six months vacation. Most of us take our vacation throughout the year, a week here, a few days there. But if I had six months off and then I worked six months, I wouldn't take a day off. Hell, I'd work weekends. I used to do. I used to work weekends when I was doing play-by-play. You work during the week and the weekends. I'm not touting myself. I'm saying that's normal. Not for these guys. Let me make it clear: the only player in baseball that should take a day off is a catcher, and for the catcher, only from time to time. But no one else should take a day off unless you're injured. And by injured, I don't mean a little bruise. I don't mean Matt Holliday's, you know, famous pinky finger injury. I mean a broken bone or a torn muscle. 
something like that. Not aches and pains. You're in your 20s and 30s. You don't have aches and pains. It's an embarrassment. It's a it's an absolute embarrassment. And you know what else is embarrassing? It's embarrassing that Goldschmidt and Arenado, who I thought were stand-up guys, would even take a day off. They're disgusting. I don't. Even, how can you root for people like that? I certainly can't. Before we kick it off, good morning, Matt. How are you this morning? Oh well, Mister Slayton, it's a it is an absolute sign of the times, which is not a good thing about this Cardinals. I mean, and you hit it on the head. I mean, they've been pulling this junk for years. Ozzie Smith, I think, played 164, no, 158 games in 162 season in Bush Stadium when they had artificial turf. In 100-degree weather, it was 120 on that turf. And that infield of Obergfell, Ozzie Smith, Tommy Herr, and Keith Hernandez, I think between the four of them, might have had eight days off in the whole year. I mean, this is insane. And you really want to get pissed off? Look up this modern stats. He's been in the league seven years and can't even hit 200. And the guy's making $600,000. I mean, I mean, this Pallante, this pitcher who now they put on the disabled list, I guess because he, he was disabled by a grand slam. Where do they come that, up with these people? I mean, they're so god-awful. And they're, they they're on major league rosters. Pallante couldn't get me out. And he was decent at one time, but as as a tradition for the <clears throat> Cardinals managers, they wear people out. They don't know how to use a pitching staff. They bring them in every other day. And then when they, just as you said, they give up a grand slam or they have a horrible outing, oh, he's injured. He needs to be attended to. No, the guy, you wore him out. He had very little talent to begin with. And you said it. The only guy that needs off is a catcher after maybe he's played 20 games in a row in July if it's 100 degrees. If it's a day game after a night game. <laughs> yeah. And not even then. I would be furious because I'll go three for four. And, again, another tradition of Cardinals managers, they're the cooler. Edmund went three for four, got it going against Colorado. The next day he's benched. Not a day off. He was benched. That's insanity. It's it's absolutely insanity. LaRusso started the cooler effect. The, the, the hotter you get, the more days off you got. You know, I've always said this too. Is a tip of the cap to Pujols, whom I can't stand as a person or as a ball player. Pujols played as often as humanly possible. He regularly had six hundred to seven hundred at bats. Played one hundred and fifty-five to one hundred and sixty games every year that he was healthy. So he did. He played, and and so if he didn't need a day off, how come these other guys need a day off? It doesn't make I, any sense. And and apparently they're along. For the ride, they they go along with it. If you're a ball player, if you're Arenado or Goldsmith, and you're making the kind of money they make and they carry the kind of weight that they carry in the Cardinal organization, if he comes to you and says, look, I'm gonna, I am I got a day off for you planned on April 18th, you say, no, I don't want a day off. Unless I'm injured, I want to play every day. That's what a ball exactly. player says. But candy-ass multimillionaires, oh, yeah, I'll take the day off. Absolutely. It's insane. It shows you why I, I the just, Cardinals I, won't win. It shows you the character of Arenado and Goldschmidt, that they have no character. They have no integrity. All they want is money. Neither are interested in winning, and their career says so. 
neither have ever played for a winner. Neither one. Yeah, and I, we got to go back to this modder. I, I, I mean, look up his stats. It's astonishing. He shouldn't even be in AAA, much less in the major leagues. And starting over Gorman, Gorman's hitting three, 333, and this moron, Momo, more, I don't even care what his name is. He put, he brings in Carlson hitting 207 to pinch hit for him because of the righty lefty matchup. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't even make any sense. No, how does he how make you, a lineup? You'd have you to become, switch every hitter, every at bat. That's how you become a 7 and 11 team. They're, the Cardinals are the uh, drugstore, they're 7 and 11. Uh, they have seven wins. That's astounding. Well, keep in mind they got to play the Rockies. That's true. <laughs> You're going to get wins when you play the Rockies, who've lost like seven or eight in a row. It, it doesn't matter who gets to play them; they're going to win. Do you know that the Atlanta? Someone it may have been you on on social media. No, someone else said that the Braves are now eight and zero in the state of Missouri because they've beaten up on the Cardinals and the Royals. <laughs> yeah, I think the Kansas City has four wins. Last I looked, it's yeah. It's, we are the uh, we are the Bermuda Triangle of Major League Baseball in the state of Missouri. There's no doubt about that, and it's not really a triangle either. It's just it's bookends. The Bermuda bookends. Kansas Did Matheny get fired, Louis. or is he still managing Kansas City? Well, Matheny got fired. <laughs> yeah, I don't think out. he lasted three years. Yeah, he's out. But you know, going into Kansas City to manage is a t- difficult task. They're like the Marlins. As soon as they get good, they get rid of all their players because they don't want to pay them. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, you that's go to like two World Series and, had the batting. You, you go to two World big, Series and now you're lucky if you win 50 games. You, they just went to two World Series not that long ago, in the 2015 yeah. and 16 seasons, I believe it was. Uh, yeah, they went back to back, but they won one. Yeah, and I think and now, their, their wins were win. three or four years apart. Yeah, they'll be lucky if they win. Literally, they'll be lucky if they win 75 games. In Minnesota, had the American League batting champion, and he's down in Tampa Bay. And I know Tampa Bay isn't forking out tremendous contracts. No, Tampa, Tampa Bay knows what they're doing. Every team in baseball should follow their lead because they do it with a small budget and they do it every year. All right, Matt, we got to run. Well, yeah, but and Cardinals' two best players are in Tampa Bay. Yeah, they sure are. A Rosarina. <laughs> and Alcantara, yeah. that best well, pitch. This, well, Alcantara's this... not in Tampa Bay. He's at Miami. Alcantara. No, You're talking about Alcantara the yeah. pitcher, I assume, right? Alcantara? you you're correct. Yeah, yeah you're right okay. about that. In Florida, I was I had the region right. I had he's to play he's for in the Cardinals. same state. Yeah, he's well. Here's the important part: he's not here. Right. All right, Matt. Thanks. Um, keep it up, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Joe is up. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. I can't get your show on anything, Donze or any kind of apparatus. I don't, I don't know what's going on with the website. It's it's driving me crazy. In fact, I've they said yesterday they had it all fixed. And uh, now I'm hearing that it's not, not only from you, but from others. So um, my, my, my friend gets it. I don't get it. He's yeah. got the same phone as me. I know other people are getting it. So I, I don't, I don't understand what's going on, but uh, I've made very it very weird. clear to the people in, involved that it must be fixed. So, uh, okay. and when I get off the show, I'll make it even more clear. All right, my friend. All right, Joe. Thank you for the call. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye now. I can, I can promise you I'm glad I'm not the person that I'm going to call because it won't be fun. It's not going to be a fun day for them after that phone call. They're about to get their ass fired. But nonetheless, we move on. And we appreciate those who have diligently fought to listen to the truth right here.
So that's our baseball take for today. Uh, it is amazing. These multimillionaires and their days off. It's just bizarre. Somebody call Corey Bush, will you? I think, uh, I think St. Charles Community College needs a commencement speaker. Send her out there. I don't think she'd get, I don't think she'd get out of St. Charles. Be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't. And maybe Maryville can get Diane Feinstein in there. She's before she can't speak anymore. It's pretty amazing. Did you see the uh, looters and the rioters in Chicago again? A, a kid, a black kid and a, and a white girl were at Nordstrom's, and they were just trying to leave Nordstrom's, and all of these teenagers descended on them like a bunch of cockroaches at night when the lights went on. And that's pretty much what they are. And for no reason started pummeling them and beating them. Now, I'm of the opinion, and I've said this many times, you end this stuff one time, you just start shooting. Okay, the minute your life is threatened, just start shooting. You are completely justified in defending your life. And I can promise you, once these monsters, these animals, these thugs start getting shot up, they'll stop this crap. But until they get shot up, they won't stop. So the minute your life is threatened, fire away. That's my advice, because that's what I'll do. You threaten my life, good luck, good night. It's pretty simple for me. This stuff has to stop. You can't you can't physically pound fifty of them. Cowards act in groups. They're in packs, packs of cowards. So there's only one solution, and that will stop it immediately. You don't see this going on in civilized countries. We don't live in a civilized country, though. But the thugs get excused by the thugs that were voted into office, like Brandon Johnson, who you're going to hear from this morning up in Chicago, like Beetlejuice, who preceded him in Chicago. Oh, this isn't mayhem. I pray every day that Beetlejuice and every other politician who makes that claim experiences what isn't mayhem, that a pack of thugs starts beating on their car, breaking their windshield, threatening their lives of them and their children. I pray that that happens to these people. I want it to happen. They're so effing arrogant with their bodyguards and their security. Corey Bush pays $100,000 out of your money. If you live in that district, you're paying her to hire security guards, and then she wants your guns. All the while, she'll trespass on your property and threaten you, as she did before she got elected. What an embarrassment. A bartender serves in Congress. Cori Bush serves in Congress. What country do we live in? I don't know. But I know this. Marjorie Taylor Greene was briefed yesterday by James Comer's committee. And what they now have on the Bidens is extraordinary. We just uh, finished reviewing the financial records in the Treasury. Uh, What I saw was over 2,000 pages of jaw-dropping information. Uh, There's basically an enterprise wrapped around Joe Biden uh, involving not only multiple family members, more than we thought there were, but other people as well. Uh, Just a complete conglomerate of LLC shell companies where money was passing through from foreign countries 
China, Ukraine, but many more countries than just those. There's a lot of information the American people deserve to know of the Biden family and the crimes they've been involved in. I just saw evidence of human trafficking. Uh, this involved prostitutes, not only from here in the United States, but foreign countries like Russia and Ukraine. Uh, this is this is unbelievable that a president and a former vice president, uh, not only his son, Hunter Biden, but many more family members extending past Hunter Biden and his immediate family. Wow. <laughs> now, here's what I say to Marjorie Taylor Greene and James Comer and all the other Republicans who are involved in this. Excuse me, I had a sneezing fit. Show us the evidence. Show us the money. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I want to see it. And I want to see it now. Don't give these liberals any openings to say, well, you know, I don't see any evidence. Let's see it. Let's see it now. Let's see it today. Let's see what you saw. Show it to us. And then make a criminal referral to the Justice Department, which will go unheeded, of course, but that's okay. The record will reflect that you made the criminal referral, that the corrupt Merrick Garland refused to honor it and even investigate. And then when a Republican president gets in, you bring in a Cash Patel as your attorney general or someone like that. That's how it works. But let's get it done. Let's announce what you have, the information you have, the crimes they've committed, and the evidence to back them up. Hold a news conference, and let's go. You too, James Comer. This isn't just about the president's son or the president's brother. We've identified six new Biden family members involved in shady uh, foreign transactions that we believe were a direct result of influence peddling. Uh, That brings the number of Biden family members now to nine that were involved in the Biden family influence peddling. And we still have more family members that uh, we suspect were involved. So this is a family affair. This is something that should be troubling to every American. I'm troubled by it, but I'm also troubled by not seeing any of the evidence. So let's see it. Tired of talk. Republicans talk, talk, talk. Time for action. Let's see it. And then let's refer it to the criminal process. And... Since Kevin McCarthy said he had two local prosecuting attorneys who contacted him to go after Biden at at all, do it. Do it. Quit talking. Do it. You're exhausting my patience. We have some some more new listeners, by the way, not only in Alabama, but in Madera Beach, Florida. Tom and his son... Uh, down in Florida listening, and they're listening to the show right now. Carpe diem to Tom and his family down in Madera, Florida. Madera Beach, that is. Every place in Florida is named after a beach, aren't they? I mean, it's some sort of beach, right? Then California, too. Huntington Beach. St. Petersburg Beach in Florida. Clearwater Beach. Miami Beach. Daytona Beach. It's like in Forrest Gump, when Bubba was talking about the different kinds of shrimp. He had all kinds of shrimp, shrimp we never even heard of. 
all kinds of beaches in Florida. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, James Comer, and all the rest of them on that committee, let's see it. Let's see what you have. Time is now. I know this. When I when I tell these prosecutors to show us your hand, show us what you have, when I tell the Congress people, show us what you have, I know that when Donald Trump gets back in, there will be a new style of prosecuting attorneys appointed throughout this country. Am I right, Mr. President? They will be the 100 most ferocious legal warriors against crime and communist corruption that this country has ever seen. As we completely overhaul the Federal Department of Justice and FBI, we will also launch sweeping civil rights investigations into Marxist local district attorneys. And that's what we have. They're Marxists in many cases. By refusing to charge countless crimes, these Soros prosecutors appear to be engaging in selective enforcement based on illegal racial discrimination. Carpe diem, Mr. President. How about that? Yep, that's what you have to have. And he's telling us, by that statement, that he's learned his lesson. Because he's the one who put Jeff Sessions in as Attorney General, then he put William Barr in. So hopefully the president's learned his lesson that if you put your enemies into these offices, nothing will ever get done. But if you put legitimate bulldogs in there like a Cash Patel, you will get things done. And you will hold the, the, the criminal people, the criminal element in Washington accountable. And then and only then can we start turning this country around. But if you don't, if you allow this crime spree to go on in Washington, we will not have a country to even talk about. We already don't have a southern border. And until that gets changed, and the only way to change that is to uproot the current regime, that's going to be a disaster. And you'll hear more about that as we go along this morning, because you'll hear Mayorkas, one of the most arrogant, inept liars in the history of this country, pull his bullshit at Capitol Hill yesterday, and Hawley, among others, destroyed him. If I were Mayorkas, I would resign. But he's too arrogant. And that's the the thing you find with most of these political hacks. They're too arrogant to do the honorable thing, and the reason they can't do the honorable thing is because they don't have any honor. They don't have integrity. They don't have character. We put the most worthless people in this country in charge of this country. And those worthless people who get there by elections then appoint even more worthless people. There isn't one person in this present cabinet who is qualified to run the department that they're running. Not one. You've got a guy as the Secretary of Transportation who presided over another major airline disaster yesterday, Pete Buttigieg, who couldn't even fix potholes in South Bend, Indiana, and you make him your Department of Transportation czar. That would only happen in a comic book. You put some freak involved who's had genetic mutilation done running our health department. It's insane. So we saw the looting in Chicago. We see it every day in every urban area around the country. And you know what? All, all the, the entire black community can get as pissed off as they want, but the, the truth is it's 90% blacks that are doing the looting. So let's get real about crime. Who's committing the crimes? 
yeah, there's the uh, the white guy popping in there. But nowhere near the numbers of blacks. So somebody better address that and quit being afraid of the media or the liberals. Oh, you racist. It isn't racist when you state facts. And facts are, as an FBI agent told me once, 95% of the violent crime is committed by 5% of the people, and that 5% are black. And it's time it's addressed. Now, what's the problem? In many cases, people who know will tell you that the absence of a father in the family is one of the biggest problems. But there's also plenty of strong black women who have raised wonderful children, productive members of society, successful people. So it's not like it's impossible. In fact, it happens a lot. But the crime is out of control. If you saw the video yesterday in New York, once again, the safe streets of New York, the politicians will tell you, two black thugs walked up, cowards they are, of course, from behind. One of them belted a black female police officer in the back of her head. And as she fell into her partner, the other one pulled a gun on both of them. That's the safe streets of New York that you've heard described by the congressional liars in New York during these hearings the last two days. The Jerry Nadlers, the Schiffs, those dopes. And these mobs in Chicago. First of all, when did all these mobsters, these thugs, these monsters, these animals start wearing hoods all the time? They've all got hoods on now. White people, black people, it doesn't matter. They put their hoods up. But what should have happened in New York was when the cop was able to pull his gun, he should have shot them both right on the street. Shoot them both. But Brandon Johnson, who's the current mayor of Chicago, a few years ago in 2020, or 2022, I should say, before he was mayor, was asked on WGN television by a black female news anchor who's excellent at what she did, and you'll hear it in the interview, she wanted to know if looting was okay in his world. Is that the answer? To loot because it's a form of reparations? To loot because they that's how they can eat? The real answer is, how do we make sure, the question is, how do we make sure that people can eat? Look, no one is going to condone, um, you know, behavior that, that quite frankly, speaks to a level of desperation. So you're not, people you're not condoning out, looting? I, I'm saying that people are acting out of desperation. We don't want a society that is acting out of desperation. But you have to pay attention to the cries that people have. So By you're, you're not that, condoning looting? Th- th- there's no way to, to, to embrace that. What I'm saying is you can't condone the looting that corporations continue to do every single day when they take tax dollars from black, brown, white folks all over the city of Chicago so that they can turn a profit. So in Brandon Johnson's bizarre world, corporations should not be motivated to turn a profit. (laughs) By the way, corporations are not taking taxpayer money to turn a profit, you jackass. Political hacks like you are taking taxpayer money to turn a profit. The Brandon Johnson family is the one existing on taxpayer money. Not Nordstrom's. You. He would, he would never answer the question. Of course he condones looting. It's an act of desperation. And these 
these monsters, these animals who are doing it, are desperate. And why are they desperate? Because the white man who owns the corporations has made them that way. Try to follow that logic if you can. Now, you'd have to be mentally deranged in order to follow it. If you said you understand that, you need to check yourself into the nuthouse. Because you're as nutty as he is. And I don't even think he's nutty. He's just a bigot. He's another black bigot who ran for office and got uh, elected on ideological reasons. I'm black, vote for me. And the dumbasses of Chicago, whether they're black or white or yellow or whatever color they are, blue, green, they voted for him. So we think. But it's scary. And Heather McDonald, who is an author and who is an expert when it comes to crime, I love whenever she speaks, I would listen to her. The shaming of the police is where it all started. The elites have done everything they can possibly do to discredit legitimate police authority by calling it racist. We are seeing civilization break down in front of our eyes. It's a willed and voluntary breakdown, and it will continue and worsen until we stand up against the phony charge of racism, whether directed at the police, at medicine, or the arts, and start defending America's civilizational inheritance. I love this idea that what we're seeing is the product of starvation or deprivation or poverty. These mobs are all organized on social media. The participants all have smartphones. That's not my idea of starvation or deprivation. <laughs> they all have smartphones. Now, these are not poor people. These are funded groups of animals by Soros. That's who they are. They're funded by him and his ilk. And you're going to see them at this demonstration next week in downtown St. Louis when people demonstrate to protest Kim Gardner's employment as the local prosecutor. What will happen is the thugs of Antifa will get their paychecks, they'll get on their planes, paid for, of course, by liberals, and descend upon downtown St. Louis to cause more mayhem, despite the fact that Beetlejuice doesn't like that word. Heather McDonald, are the Republicans intimidated to run for office on a platform of stopping crime? Yes, they're absolutely intimidated because the left will say they're playing the race card. It's very odd because the left says there's no racial disparities in crime. And yet if somebody talks about crime, they'll be accused sotto voce of being racist. So the left actually knows something that it's not letting on. The fact is, is that law enforcement is not racist for having a disparate impact on black criminals. It has a disparate impact on black criminals when it's enforced in a colorblind manner because the black crime rate is so high. Who suffers from that black crime rate overwhelmingly? black victims, and yet we're not allowed to talk about those black victims because doing so means talking about black crime, and America turns its eyes away from the pathological inner-city culture that gives us these mobs, that gives us these barbaric drive-by shootings, and that will tear down everything unless we stop capitulating to the racial hustle. I love that, the racial hustle. She's so right. It's capitulation. It's always been that. If you want to talk about what we're talking about now, the black crime, the black criminals who are perpetrating almost all of the crimes, the violent crimes, you're a racist if you bring that up. Much of it's black on black crime. We've known that forever. And it continues. And it's the culture in these inner cities where the gangs form 
and they're allowed to form. There isn't one inner city branch of government that I'm aware of in this country that has a task force to stop gangs. Not one. Now, wouldn't that be the first thing you'd do? If I were running for office in St. Louis or Philadelphia or New York or Los Angeles or, God forbid, Chicago, I'd run on a platform where I'm going to establish a task force to eliminate gangs. And once once we get the gangs off the street, and we're going to get them off, we're going to put them in their asses in jail for a long, long time. Then you can start to straighten things out. And the major failure in all of this stuff was Obama. He claimed he was black. He did his hip-hop jive talking. Even though he wasn't black, he was as white as he was black. He's what the term is, a mulatto. But he pretended to be black, so since he wanted to pretend to be black, because he knew that's what would gain him things, why didn't he journey into the south side of Chicago, his hometown after all, and talk to the gang members. Maybe they'd pay attention to him. I mean, if they thought he was black, they might listen. They might not, but they might. And he never even attempted it. Do you know Obama hasn't made one appearance in South Chicago since the day he was elected in 2008? Not once. Because he's an elitist coward, that's why. He's always been that. He's a hustler. The Obama hustle took over this country, and it remains. And then you've got the doddering old fool that's in there. Remember a few weeks ago, and it's ongoing, his lies about Republicans wanting to cut Social Security and Medicare? Some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. But a lot of Republicans... Their dream is to cut Social Security and Medicare. That's the Republican dream. I'm their nightmare. Ag Republicans are threatened to gut and eliminate these programs. He's their nightmare. You're their nightmare, all right, but not for the reason you think. And let's, let's take you back to 1987 when Biden was in the Senate. Who was it that wanted to cut Social Security benefits and Medicare and raise the retirement age? The year 2010, we are going to change the retirement age for Social Security. You cannot retire at age 65. You have to be 65 years and three months old. In the year 2012, 60 years, 65 years and six months. In the year, literally, raise incrementally the retirement age till you reach your retirement age between 68 and 70. That was Biden. Senator Joe, you know, the hard scrabble, downtrodden, Scranton, PA guy, Mr. Delaware, wasn't the Republicans. You're your own worst nightmare because you've told so many lies that people like us find them and expose you. It's not that hard. Probably Google lies Biden's told and you'd find them all. So many of them, though. So who wants to cut Social Security and raise retirement age? Now we know. It's you, Joe Wuhan Willie. You. Nobody else. You. And yet he wants to blame Republicans. 
Nice trick. This AI stuff, it's over my head. I, I don't understand it, but I try to listen to Elon Musk because he's very intelligent. And I still can't quite understand what's going on except for this. The alarm bells are sounding. It's bad news. The Internet was bad news when it came along. Social media, technology, it's all bad for the country. All of it. There isn't one redeeming value for this country involved in technology or social media. Not one. Somebody tell me. Oh, we can look up information fast. You had encyclopedias to do that. Who owns a set of encyclopedias today? No one. That's too hard. I can look up lies on my phone. It's pretty simple. So we have the guy, the CEO of Google, some guy named Sundar Pechai, who tells Scott Pelley on 60 Minutes that he doesn't even understand it, yet he's unleashing it on us. You don't fully understand how it works, and yet you've turned it loose on society? Yeah, let me put it this way. I don't think we fully understand how a human mind works either. We don't have all the answers there yet, and the technology is moving fast. So does that keep me up at night? Absolutely. I'm sure it does. Well, we really don't understand how the human mind works either. You didn't create the human mind, you jackass. You're creating the artificial intelligence. Quit being a liar. Start there. Then maybe you can be a productive member of society instead of ripping the entire world off with your Google bullshit. You're a liar. You're a born liar, as is every one of these people. Did you know, I mean, none of us know exactly where our tax money goes, but did you know that some of it goes to fund this job? The State Department Assistant Secretary for Oceans? Did you know there was such a person? I didn't either. But that's what we need. We need more State Department Assistant Secretaries for Oceans. What about rivers? What about lakes? How about ponds? How about rain puddles? I mean, we need somebody to study those, don't we? Or to regulate them? Sorry, you've got too many rain puddles here. You're going to have to build an incline and let the water run down the street. Well, Monica Medina holds that position. The State Department's Assistant Secretary for Oceans. It's hard to say without without laughing. And as such, she believes that the lockdowns were good for us because, after all, it helped climate change. Because they were home and when they went outside, they really appreciated how much they enjoyed getting to be in the environment more days than they would if they would have been in the office. And in fact, we saw pollution levels go down and people went, huh, huh. my quality of life is a little bit better now that I don't have to worry about whether it's a red, a code red day for smog or air pollution. She really said those things. <laughs> and there wasn't a gun at her head. She said them willingly and voluntarily, and with conviction. Try telling that to the people who have experienced unending domestic violence in their homes, alcoholism, children having psychological problems. Tell them how good these lockdowns were for them. Because after all, when they finally got out of prison that you put them in, they could take a deep breath of the fresh air. And the fresh air wasn't polluted. Because we kept everybody at home. Well, you know what? If you lock everybody up in a prison cell, 
crime will go down. Actually, if you just lock up the criminals, you don't have to lock up everybody. Just the criminals. Crime would go down. Did you ever think of that, Miss Ocean? The State Department's Assistant Secretary for Oceans. She's not even the secretary. The Secretary of Oceans has an assistant. But it's every one of these people that Biden put in office. This arrogant, incompetent Alejandro Mayorkas brazenly lies about everything. Uh, the policy of the prior administration to separate children from their parents was one of the most heinous uh, policies um, uh, in um, in our uh, recent uh, memory, most certainly. Um, very proud of the work of the Family Reunification Task Force, which uh, I'm honored to lead. What we do is we enforce the law. But let me just say this. <laughs> You're it not. Is, it is stunning to me, stunning to hear you say that the prior administration reunited children with their parents. Oh, I see. When so this fact, is their fault. When so fact, you're not going to take any responsibility for the indentured servitude and exploitation of children and exploitation of children that is happening on your watch. A moment ago, you were crowing about the fact that you treated children so well. And yet we find tens of thousands of children who are forced to work as slaves because of your policies, and you turn around and blame a prior administration. Mr. Secretary, this is par for the course for you. You do it every time you appear before this committee. You do it every time you appear before Congress. I, for one, am sick and tired of it, and thousands of children are in physical danger. Danger because of what you are doing. Carpe diem to Josh Hawley. How about that punk Mayorkas? Blaming Trump for separating children from their parents at the border in cages. Who built those cages? Barry Hussein Obama built them. Barry Hussein Obama separated the children from their parents, and it was the right thing to do because you had to do it. And then Trump continued that policy. Later, Trump decided there was a better way to do it, and so he changed it. So yes, Mayorkas, Trump did reunite these families. You're just you're a born liar. You're a pathological liar, one who lies every single time his lips are moving. And I'm pretty sure you'll stop taking trying to take on Holly again because he just made a monkey out of you, which is exactly what you are. But you're a lying monkey. But Holly wasn't through destroying him either. Do you know what's happening to these children? Have have you seen this report from the New York Times alone and exploited migrant children work brutal jobs across the United States? Have you seen this? You can see a massive surge that begins to happen when? Oh, when you come to office in 2021. The horrific exploitation of children is something that we do not condone. You are um, incorrectly attributing it uh, to our policies. Let me share with you Wait a minute, wait a minute. It began, look at, look at the numbers, look at the numbers. It began, this massive surge began when you came to office. You have at every stage facilitated this modern day indentured servitude of minor children. Why should you not be impeached for this? Good question. Kevin McCarthy, you're on the clock. You've got the house. Impeach this bastard. Now, impeachment is mostly a a dramatized statement because it's not going to lead to anything. The Senate would never confirm it since they're liberals. 
But at least put it on record that you went after this bastard and, and put these people on notice. Somebody has to. And he was asked, Mayorkas was, what is he planning to do when he, he claims there will be a surge when the Title 42 ends in May? There'll be a surge at the border, as if there isn't one already. Well, what are you going to do to stop the surge? Mr. Chairman, uh, we do anticipate a surge in the number of encounters at our southern border. We are surging resources to the border. So he's surging the surge, if I heard him correctly. Did you hear that? He said he anticipates a surge, and and in response, they're surging resources. So identify the problem. Okay, it's a surge. What are you going to do? We're going to surge the surge, buddy. We'll show them. We're going to surge the surge. These people never answer a question. Now, here's how bad liberals are. A guy by the name of Tom Carper, he's a senator, a Democrat senator, and he was in the hearing room yesterday. After hearing Mayorkas, what you just heard, that's enough to make you want to kill the guy. After hearing his lies, his utter arrogance, his nose stuck up in the air like the pompous ass that he is, his disrespect for the Senate, his disrespect for anyone who questions him, a senator by the name of Tom Carper actually defended him. I want to just take a moment to acknowledge Secretary Mayorkas' leadership of the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, when I talk about integrity, I often say, if you have it, nothing else matters. If you don't have it, nothing else matters. And Secretary Mayorkas has it. He's worked tirelessly to advance the security and well-being of our country. And I just want to take a moment to ask my colleagues here today to treat the secretary with respect. He deserves. <laughs> treat this criminal with the respect he deserves. So according to Tom Carper and every liberal known to man, when you catch a son of a bitch like Mayorkas in lie after lie after lie, when he's putting people's children's lives at risk day after day after day, you're not supposed to say anything. That's the Tom Carper liberal way of living. Don't say anything. Instead, have some punk thug prosecutor in New York whose arrogance is beyond reproach Try to file bogus criminal charges against a former president because you're so afraid he'll beat your ass on election day. That's how liberals behave. Let me tell you something. It isn't just Mayorkas who's an incompetent imbecile. Listen to the Secretary of State. He's the boss of the Oceans gal. He's over in Japan and he's giddy because Japan's are up. State Department over there is turning green. Now, mind you, there are missiles being fired all around Japan and South Korea by the Chinese and the North Koreans. But this moron is over there acting like he just won the lottery because they're turning green in their office. This is a tremendously exciting day to have one of the most major embassies that we have anywhere in the world uh, make this uh, green transition. Uh, really sets uh, sets the example and sets the stage to uh, to do even more across the entire State Department enterprise. And as uh, the ambassador said, we're fulfilling uh, an executive order by the president, but the fact that it's happening here in Japan uh, with Mission Tokyo is very, very meaningful. Can you believe you hear that? Can you believe that you even hear that kind of stuff? <laughs> It's amazing. 
It is amazing. I don't even know what you we can say to that. What a dope. I guess that's all you can say. He's a dope. An absolute dope. But he is a member of the cabinet. In fact, many would say in the second most important position, Secretary of State, second perhaps only to Attorney General. But he's downright giddy. <laughs> giddy up, Anthony Blinken. Giddy up. It didn't stop there either. The Education Secretary, Miguel Cardona, another liberal moron who can't define what a woman is. Define for me, what is a woman? Uh, our focus at the department is to provide equal access to students, including students who are uh, LGBTQ, uh, access free from discrimination. Okay, well, is that, so what's the def- What's the definition of a woman? You haven't given me that. You haven't answered my well, question. I think that's almost secondary to the important role that I have as Secretary of Education. My question is not sure. secondary. My question is very simple. What is the def- What does HHS say the definition of a woman is? Uh, I lead the Department of Education, and my job is to make sure that all students have access to public education, which includes co-curricular activities. What? What did he just say? Co-curricular activities. <laughs> he couldn't explain what a woman was. So we now have a secretary of education who can't tell you. He'd rather go into talking about transgender safety. We have a Supreme Court justice who can't define what a woman is. But we have a swimmer from the University of Kentucky by the name of Riley Gaines. She'll do it for you. It's an adult human female. When you see these videos of, of typically, of course, the left or someone within the Biden administration who can't answer this question, we have a sitting Supreme Court justice who couldn't answer this question. It proves the state of our nation. It's We're denying objective truth. We're denying what it, the sheer essence of humanity. Um, I hate to break it to all your viewers, but guess what? We were all here because we were we were from man and woman, and we're denying that. And it's chilling, it's unnerving, it's it's truthfully just scary to think about. We have people in positions of power who are supposed to make these these big decisions that govern the country who can't define a woman. Um, it, it's mind-blowing, it's beyond me. Um, and, and truthfully, I, I don't understand why it's controversial. You know, why is this something that garners controversy? Why is this something that I got attacked for at San Francisco State for speaking about? It's mind-blowing. She's right. You can't even wrap your head around it. There it is, an adult female. I'd be proud if that were my daughter. She's a 22-year-old swimmer who's having trophies taken away from her. You're going to hear more from her later. But let's go back to yet another adult who is a cabinet member under the Biden regime, and that's the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Director, a man by the name of Steve Dettenbach. Steve Dettenbach, the Alcohol, Tobacco, and altogether class, firearms director, can't define what an assault weapon is. In 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if you go at that 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so, so, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work, but we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms 
expert to the same extent as you may be, but we have people at ATF who can talk about uh, uh, velocity of firearms, what damage different kinds of firearms cause, so that whatever determination you, you chose to make would be an informed one. He can't tell you what an assault weapon is. And by the way, he went 40 seconds. He said, I'll go shorter than 15 seconds. But you didn't. You went 40. Alcohol, tobacco, and firearms director doesn't know what an assault weapon is. Can't define it. So if you're keeping score at home, you have the assistant secretary of state for oceans claiming the lockdowns were good. They were all good for us. You have the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms director not being able to define what an assault weapon is. You have the education secretary not being able to define what a woman is. You have the secretary of state himself jumping for joy over Japan's office going green. And you have the CEO of Google having no idea what AI is, but yet nonetheless unleashing it on the public anyway. Welcome to your United States of America. What a beautiful place. Riley Gaines, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, is a swimmer for the University of Kentucky. And she's a hell of a swimmer. She's a tremendously accomplished swimmer. And she's won many, many uh, meets, awards, honors in the swimming community. She describes her workout regimen as 5 to 8 a.m. swimming. She swims for three hours before she goes to class. Then she goes to class, grabs lunch, back in the pool at 2 until 5 o'clock, three more hours of swimming. (laughs) And that's her work regimen. Now, you can understand when someone works that hard for what they've done that you are livid when someone like Leah Thomas comes in and starts taking your trophies. And so, in one particular race, Leah Thomas tied Riley Gaines. Tied. What did the event people do? They gave the trophy to Leah Thomas. Riley Gaines, why did they do that? Their rationale to me uh, upon tying was they said they had to give Leah the trophy for photo purposes. So what this is, is they're reducing everything exactly like you mentioned, we've worked our entire lives for. They're reducing that down to a photo op to validate the feelings of a male. It's a mockery, it's degrading, look at what Dylan Mulvaney is doing, all of this stuff, it's offensive to what it actually means to be a woman and womanhood. Or Is there a war on women, Riley Gaines? There's so much that's contributing to the erasure of women, whether it be changing language. I mean, it's now offensive to use the term mother, it's birthing person, and, and now it's no longer breastfeeding, it's, it's chest feeder. Um, so what's going on with the language? What's I mean, there's so much that's erasing women and notice how this isn't something that affects men notice how there's not going to be a biological woman or a trans man who will compete against the men and i can tell you why that is 
it's because a female can never be competitive with the men, especially at the elite level. And so this whole ban, what the Biden administration is trying to do by rewriting Title IX, it only affects women and affects women in a negative way. Carpe Triple DM Riley Gaines, University of Kentucky should be proud of her, but no one should be proud of Leah Thomas. And by the way, here's the question I have for these transgenders, these these thug men who decide I'll be a woman, I'll beat up on a woman, claim to be a woman so that I can steal their awards, their trophies. Here's my question to you. You claim you're a transgender, meaning you're a man now becoming a woman, but you're still a man. So why don't you go compete with the men? You still have male body parts. Go compete with the men. Why wouldn't you? Because Leah Thomas was ranked 574th among male swimmers. And now it becomes a woman and now claims trophies. And Leah Thomas, in a taped announcement, begged for more cheating in women's sports. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. This rule would prohibit blanket bans on transgender kids, especially in grades K through eight. However, it would not prohibit discrimination against trans kids in the high school and college levels under the guise of competitive fairness. This rule is a good start. However, it is not enough. During this time of intense anti-trans backlash, the trans community needs explicit protections from discrimination in order to live our lives freely and equally. Luckily, this rule is not final. We have a 30-day period to urge the Biden administration to amend the rule and grant equal protection for all transgender kids because all trans kids deserve the opportunity to compete and play in the sports they love without compromising who they are. Well, there's a bill in Congress that would prevent biological males from even participating in women's sports. It's called the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. It was introduced by Republican Congressman Greg Stubbe out of Florida. Now, we know that it will pass the House. We likewise know it will not pass the Senate. And any state that has a senator that doesn't vote to pass this should primary that guy. Any state or gal. Get them out of office because they hate women. Where are all the women in this country? I hear all these big mouth women running around screaming for women's rights and all this nonsensical crap. Oh, the power of the female vote. The females are the majority in the country now. Well, where are you cowards? You run your big mouths about women integrity and all this equality crap and oh, it's women's rights march and all this bullshit. And then when somebody actually attacks women, liberals, transgenders, you sit idly by. Where are all these women spokespeople? You've left a 22-year-old swimmer at Kentucky to speak for the women in this country. Where are you? Where are the powerful women? That's what I'd like to know. Where are you? Do you exist? Of course they don't. But Dr. Jill Biden and Bernie Sanders and Hildy, they really care about kids and women. Our children deserve better. We have got to fight as hard as we can to make sure that women are are the people who determine their lives and not somebody, uh, some right-wing politician. We have seen organized pushback uh, to the advancement of women. 
then why aren't you screaming about this? Bernie says we should leave it to women to determine their life. Well, then why are you letting the transies do it? You lying, effing cowards. That's all you are. You're a bunch of frauds. Low-rent sons of bitches. That's all they are. It's disgusting. And the liberals are out there defending, defending men, bullying women in sports. If you are still uncertain or unsure about where you stand on transgender athletes in sports, I'll give you an easy exercise. Take out the word trans. Insert disabled or black or native. Trans-inclusive policies have created a healthier environment and more opportunities for athletic participation for all women and girls. This is part of a larger coordinated attack against transgender people in the larger community. So let me see if I understand that ass. Allowing women to compete against other women is an attack on transgenders. That's what he just said. (laughs) Are people born this insane or do they become insane by their environment? I can't believe that God creates a human being that's that loony. So my answer would be they're not born this insane. It's a learned behavior. You become insane when you surround yourself with insane people. How about the blackout at the beginning of that? I'll make it simple for you. Take trans, she said transgender, but then she said take the word trans and replace it with black or disabled. Black gender, trans, uh, disabled gender, I've never heard of those words. So she doesn't even know what she's talking about. She has no idea. Could you follow her? I couldn't. Where are the women? All those women's rights. Where's Billie Jean King? She likes to talk about gays a lot, but you are a woman, and you did participate at the highest level of tennis. Where are you? Where are you, Martina Navratilova? You've had a big mouth a lot of times when it comes to gay stuff. What about just women stuff? You love to run your big mouths. But then when something really threatens women, truly threatens women, you're silent. You don't say boo. Now, of course, neither one of them as gay women have young girls in their family as their daughters. So it doesn't affect them. So why should they care? They only cared when it affected them as gay women, as lesbians. Hey, we care now. But all you people with daughters out there, we don't care about your daughters. We care about the freak show, the transgenders. And it is a freak show. It's a complete freak show. When you heard Leah Thomas, did that sound like a woman to you? Let me hear the voice again. The Department of Education has proposed a new rule for Title IX regarding transgender athletes. Is that a woman or a man? Remember, Obama's the one who promised change way back in 2008 when he got elected. It's been a long time coming. But tonight, because of what we did on this day, in this election, at this defining moment, change has come to America. Change has come to America. Mr. Hip Hop. He's just a bullshit artist. That's all he is. That guy made zero contributions to this country and 
started us on the decline and the precipitous decline that we're on now. You can bookmark it right that night at Lincoln Park in Chicago when he was elected and made that speech. Change is coming. Change is coming, he says. Yeah, change came all right. We are now an international laughingstock. We have a guy, him, who claims climate change and the rising tides are going to eat us up and then builds a $15 million mansion right on the coast, right on the beach. Would Megan Rapinoe, the noted lesbian soccer player, dig it if she were going against, oh, I don't know, Kevin DeBrina of Manchester City? Would she like that if he were playing soccer against her? Kicking her ass up one side and down the other? Would she think that was fair? How come she hasn't spoken out? She speaks about everything else. Wear a different hair color today and hold a news conference and speak out against this. But she won't. But how would she like it if one of those European stars came over and played against her in the Olympics and just kicked her ass? How would Brittany Griner like it now that she's been released from Russia at great expense to the United States if we put Shaquille O'Neal up against her? Do you think that was fair? Shaquille's a tranny. He's coming to play against you. What? She wouldn't even show up. Wouldn't even show up. Because these liberals are cowards. That's why. It's unbelievable. But that's what they are. And that will never change. They're going to be cowards forever. What has to change is any adherence to any of their BS. That's what has to change. And until that changes, we're kind of stuck. We're kind of stuck. This is absolutely absurd that the Chinese Communist Party thinks that they can set up their own police station in a place like New York City. They have no respect for us. They have no respect for this administration and its policies. It's about time that we do something about it. I mean, why do the Chinese need a police station in the United States? Why would we even allow it? Well, we, (laughs) I hit that button a little too quick. That's the Chinese police station in New York City. Why do we allow it? Why did you just now find it out? Why do the Chinese feel so emboldened that they can set up a secret police office in the middle of New York City, the largest city in America? Do you think if we put a secret police office up in the biggest city in China that they would tolerate it for one second? It wouldn't even get done. And I get it. China's right if they wouldn't allow it. We're the asshats. And all you have to do is listen to these imbeciles daily and you just shake your head. Remember, the most worthless, incompetent liars are the people in charge of this country. Charlie Hurd understands it. What's amazing as you go through each of these buffoons in front of Congress, uh, the, what I think is most interesting about that is that every single one of them perfectly, accurately reflects 
who Joe Biden is. You think Joe Biden could d- define for you what a woman is, what a, an assault rifle is, what the border is? He doesn't, he doesn't understand any of these things, um, or, or, uh, purposely, uh, put, sticks his head in the sand because, uh, politically he believes that it's better to weaponize all of this stuff. But the testimony that Mayorkas gave today in the Senate, um, I, you know, it's just further proof, and I guess we've already had it, but it's further proof that these people will lie about absolutely anything. They will say absolutely anything to, in order to weaponize the, the catastrophes that they have created and, and to, to, to try to weaponize them into some sort of political cudgel to uh, try to try to win the next election. And honestly, because all of these things affect people, voters in very real ways, Democrats and Republicans, I, you know, I, I pray that people wake up and the people that supported Joe Biden two years ago realize that, th- that this guy is going to destroy America. If I, I mean, he, you know, even if he has two more years, he might destroy yeah. the country. He's destroying the country and he already has to some degree that is beyond recovery, in my opinion. The culture in this country will never recover. We'll never go back to the culture that made this country great. And I, when I talk about that, I'm talking about everything, right from work ethic to every aspect of society. It's gone. And I don't know that it's recoverable. And so he's not only destroyed it, but he's embarrassed us on the world stage. Stephen Miller, will the humiliation ever end? The national humiliation under Joe Biden never ends. We have an education secretary who doesn't know what a woman is. We have a Homeland Security secretary who doesn't know what a border is. And we have a secretary of state who doesn't know what national security is. And we have an ATF director who doesn't know what an assault weapon is, the very thing that he's trying to ban. All common sense Americans know what all of these things are. They know a border is a place that you get deported if you cross. They know that a semi-automatic rifle is a major prime weapon of self-defense in this country. They know that a woman is an adult human female that can get pregnant, that can give birth. And they know that national security is about having a strong military to protect this country, not forcing a loser green agenda on foreign countries when we should be protecting this country by drilling here and drilling now, as Donald Trump did, who brought our energy prices to record lows and our national security stronger than it had ever been before. Carpe quadruple diem, Stephen Miller. All right, here's a strong woman, Tommy Lauren, and she's a young woman, but she's uh, educated well beyond her years. How did these people ever get hired in the first place? These people were definitely not hired for their expertise, but a zero tolerance policy, the one that they try to name child separation, it worked. That's why we saw record lows in border crossings during the Trump administration, because he did something. And now these people who claim to care about migrants, as they call them, are asleep at the wheel because they see these people as pawns and future voters. They don't care about their well-being. I don't see AOC down there hugging a fence or hugging one of Obama's cages, as she did for the photo op during the Trump administration. It just goes to show you how absolutely disingenuous they are about everything, from the border to gun control to our position in the world stage. They care about none of it, none of it, but climate change and rainbows. <laughs> Carpe diem, Tommy Lauren. They care about climate change and rainbows. She left a couple things out, though. Greed, their own greed for power and money. She left those things out. 
But as Charlie Hurt said, they will lie about anything. They will say anything despite what your own eyes tell you. You truly would have to be Stevie Wonder not to see how bizarre the border situation is. But yet Mayorkas tells us it's secure. He then expects a surge and he'll combat that with a surge. They'll say anything. Biden will tell you that the economy is great and that you're benefiting. Despite the fact that you have a lot less money, you've been getting a pay cut every single month since he took over. Thanks to inflation. Every single month you've had a pay cut, yet he tells you the economy is working for you from the bottom up and the inside out, whatever that means. Some speechwriter came up with that, and they said, hey, that sounds good. That'll befuddle America. It makes it sound like we're working for the lower class. From the bottom up and the middle out, he says. Does he forget, by the way, Biden, when he talks about these upper 1% people and Pelosi talks about the upper 1%, that that's who they are? That's where they fit into the economic ladder. They're in the upper 1%. Now, they've had to steal to get it, but they're still there. And now the Democrats show you how they'll turn on each other. They want Feinstein out of her Senate seat because they want to put someone else that they've paid off onto the important committees. And so while she says she will not retire, she has resisted them, somehow Schumer has boldly pushed her out in terms of being on the committee and then gives a speech claiming that she voluntarily went and he's so proud of her. Our colleague and friend has made her wish clear that another senator temporarily serve on the Judiciary Committee until she returns. I thank Senator Cardin for agreeing to step in. So today, I am acting not just as leader, but as Diane's friend in honoring her wishes until she returns to the Senate. (laughs) They'll lie about anything. Cardin is the guy who defended Mayorkas. They'll lie about anything. She's too beset with dementia to even respond, I'm sure. But that was her wish. Even though her wish just last week was, I'm not surrendering any of my power. Last week, Wuhan Willie O'Talabiden and his son, criminal son Hunter, and his sister took a paid vacation, taxpayer-funded, of course, to Ireland. There was nothing job-related there. But who's paying for Hunter's trip and Biden's sister's trip? I mean, Biden Biden introduced them when he was over in Ireland, as if anybody cared, but he told the world how proud he was of his criminal son. The fact that I'm here with my sister Valerie and my younger son Hunter Biden, stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. You know, if I had a son as effed up as that one, I wouldn't publicly criticize him, but I wouldn't publicly be proud of him either. Because if you're proud of him, you're saying that you did a hell of a job as a dad, which you didn't. Karine Jean-Pierre, the little black lesbian, claims that Hunter and Biden's sister, Valerie, paid their own way. Did they contribute? Did they pay for airfare, accommodations, ground transportation? What? I think Look, we took, that. we, this is not the first time. 
Uh, let's be very, very clear. It is consistent with other presidents when they've had family travel uh, with them abroad. This is nothing new. So just want to make sure that we make that very clear to the American people. Mm -hmm. And of course, we followed every protocol that any other president or every other president has taken when they when their family has traveled. And so, yes. All right. Uh, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we took every protocol that is necessary and needed when a family traveled. We did nothing different. Uh, than past presidents, uh, and so yes, they paid. They paid for their way. Anybody believe that? Does any person with a functioning brain who's not in a straitjacket believe that Hunter Biden and Biden's sister, Hunter's aunt, paid their own way to Ireland on Air Force One? Now, my first question would be: If that's true, what was the airfare? What do you charge for a criminal son of a president? To fly on Air Force One, what, what do you charge? Is it like commercial airlines? Did he get a window seat? Did he have to upgrade to be in first class? Did he have to pay a little more? What's the fare, Karine Jean-Pierre? What's the fare? What did the hotel room cost? Did he pay that too on his charge card? How did that get taken care of? What about meals? And no one would dare ask her that. And she certainly sure as hell wasn't going to volunteer it. She couldn't get out of there fast enough. She was leaving skid marks. Because she knows she's a liar. And she knows that we know that Hunter Biden and his aunt didn't pay their own way. That you did. I did. All of us did. They think that if they just say something, it makes it so. It does not. We'll end this segment on a feel-good story. Damar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety who was injured in a freak way and died on the football field only to be revived, then died again in the ambulance only to be revived again because he happened to be hit in the chest in the exact spot where his heart was in between beats at the exact moment. He was brought back to life by the unbelievably miraculous work of the training staff and the doctors. And he's now been cleared to play football again, and he's going to play. I don't think I would, but he is, and he announced it yesterday. The diagnosis of pretty much what happened to me was basically commodio cortis. It's a direct blow at a specific point in your heartbeat that causes cardiac arrest. I died on national TV in front of the whole world. This event was life-changing, but it's not the end of my story. So I'm here to announce that I plan on making a comeback to the NFL. Carpe diem to DeMar Hamlin. Everybody will be rooting for you. I can promise you that I myself probably wouldn't have come back. Kill me once, shame on me. Kill me twice, or kill me once, shame on you. Kill me twice, shame on me. A third time? I mean, it's just, it's a freak accident, of course. But wouldn't you, if you were him, every time a player comes at you and lowers their head, wouldn't you have a flashback? I would. I don't know how you do it. I'd sure as hell get down and make tackles low, though. I can promise you that. I wouldn't take anybody on up high. I'll tell you who takes hail on, hailstorms and thunderstorms, and that's Window World. They take them on directly, as Karine Jean-Pierre would say, directly. And they do it by simply being the best for less. And that's not just a business slogan. It's what they follow. And you'll have it proven to you if you just call them. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house, give you a free in-home estimate, prove it to you, as they did to me when hail broke through my windows. You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Chiefs, 
two organizations who don't get into business with just anybody. You'll be getting the window that won the good housekeeping seal of approval and is ranked number one in number of windows sold in the entire country. And we support the locally owned and operated franchise here in our town. At Window World, in over 20 years in business, they've improved the look and thermal efficiency of over 70,000 customers in our town, including me. Here's a side effect. I get lower utility bills because Window World doesn't let my air conditioning cool air seep out in the summer and the hot air in and vice versa in the winter. And in addition, doesn't make my furnace and air conditioner run 24-7, so I don't have to replace those. Not only that, Window World gives you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor because they use double-strength glass. They'll also give you 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. And here's the best part. Price-wise, we've compared it, listeners have compared it to the competition. Same amount of windows, same quality, same double-strength glass. But you had to pay an upgrade with the other company, not at Window World. Same windows, same number of windows, one-third of the price of the competition. One-third. So if you paid $100 with the competition, you'd be paying $33 with Window World. That enough is reason to call. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. All right, we're back with more of our show, including your calls after this. I was flying down the highway, weaving in and out of traffic. I was racing time. An old man pulled out in front of me, and I went crazy asking me. I lost my mind. I blew my horn till I got close enough to see. What was on his car tax will convicted me D-O-W-369 I should salute you from this heart of mine Thank you for placing your life on the line for me I'm free I pray that the rest of your journey is a peaceful one And may you take your own sweet time Mr. P.O.W. 369 
We welcome you back in, Kevin Slayton, with you on this Wednesday morning. Our phone lines are open here in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com, 636-538-0746, 636-538-0746. I'm a big butt. I know you are, Whoopi. You don't have to remind us every single day, repeatedly. I'm a big butt. I know it. We all know it. We can see, can't we? Of course we can. By the way, with regard to uh, Hunter Biden and, and his aunt getting free trip to Ireland and Karine Jean-Pierre claiming they paid for it all, I'm not against presidential families going on trips with them if they're working. We should pay for that. We need to present the presidents and his family, if they're working for the government, as above the rest of us. We really should. Not legally, but from an image standpoint. For instance, Jared Kushner was Donald Trump's son-in-law. He worked in the White House. He's responsible for most, if not all, of the trade negotiations. Ivanka worked on women's issues for the White House. You didn't see them taking Barron. You didn't see them taking Eric because they were working on their private companies. Not Barron. Of course, he was going to school. So that's the difference in case the liberals out there go, oh, 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 Ivanka and Jared Kushner went on trips. Cleo is up. Good morning, Cleo. How are you? Hey, real doing good, great. It's a, it's a nice morning, isn't it? Sorry for the little bit laryngitis here, but I'll try and, and soldier you all. I wish Biden could get laryngitis, although he never says anything intelligent anyway. <laughs> that's a good one. Hey, you're right on this Rapino thing, and I think I mentioned it the other day. If some if some athlete you said Manchester United would go at the position, if Kevin doesn't wouldn't take that and take a normal six sixteen year old talented kid could could beat her out. That's exactly right, and you could put a high school team out there and they would beat the women's team. That, that's a fact. Remember, that's nothing against the women's team. That's a biological thing. 
Right. I love I love women's soccer, but 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 it's very much truth. Remember, in 2017, they lost to an elite boys team of 16 and under Dallas kids, yes. five to two. Yeah. U.S. women's did. Just an ass whooping. And you that's know, that's what would happen every time. Every time a male team takes on a female team, that's going to happen. And the, the anybody thinks differently, then they've got their head stuck in the sand, or they're some liberal. Liberals think of it that way. They, they deny reality all the time. Well, that's because it doesn't fit their agenda of their bullshit. You know, if they can't call you a racist or a, a, a an anti-feminine, an anti-female, whatever they call us for that, or a, a misogynist, I guess that's what they call us, or anti-Semite, or we were anti, we're anti everything. If they can't call you that, then they have nothing to offer. So if you say that most of the crime is committed in black communities by black people, then they think you're a racist. If you say, and both of, and that's an accurate statement, by the way, if you say that any male team could thump a women's team easily in any sport or in any individual sport, that's the truth, but they'll call you a misogynist and you hate women. Yeah. Because liberals are there, you know, Superman had kryptonite. If you had kryptonite, remember Superman, that was his biggest enemy. And yeah. for liberals, the biggest enemy is the truth, facts. They hate that. They hate facts. They hate the truth because it exposes them. Well, that's the point I want to make. We have the truth on our side now, Kevin. Uh, it, it's it's been said many times that the Republicans and the conservatives don't get the women's vote, right? Exactly. Well, we got all the issues on our side right oh, now. Oh, not it's only all, not, not only all of the issues, but. All of the women issues, all of the issues here with this transgender thing in sports, that's all on the conservative side. But I don't hear any of these women, all of these big mouths who are all women's rights. We've got to march for women's rights as if women have different rights than we do. They do have one extra right. They get to take off work for childbirth. We don't. But they're all quiet. This is a war on women, much like the war on white men that's going on in this country. There's a war on women. And there's especially a war on women athletes. And yet the liberals are getting away with it. How can that even be? It shows you what frauds every liberal female is. Every one of them are a phony. Well, I agree with you. But we we need, the Republicans need, at this point, you, you know, you got this trans thing. You know, Biden has already said he would veto any, any, any law like right, this that, that would forbid women from the men from participate you got that on your side you got these recent hearings where this black lady had her son and 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 husband killed at least his uh, son was ridiculous hearings we the republicans need to spend money right now on ads highlighting these things showing this hearing and and mentioning biden's uh attitude towards transgenders they need to flood the airwaves. You watch TV now, you'll see some ads that are played over and over again. Oh, yeah. These these are ads they need to come up with now. And they need to have press conferences. They need to make speeches to get the women vote right now. Now is the time. Now is the time. 
And instead of the infighting that's going on between Trump and DeSantis, let's focus on this transgender thing. Let's go attack the women vote right out in front. We want women to vote for us because we actually stand up for women's rights. And a woman's rights should be a a fair competition in sports. That should be a right to every athlete in this country. If you're a male, you're competing against other males fairly, squarely, by the rules. If you're a female, you're competing against other females fairly, squarely, by the rules. No crossover bullshit. This is the way it is, and that's an attack on women. Why? Because as they found out now, liberals have, women keep quiet. Women are cowards. Very much true, but... We, we got to we got to flood the airwaves is what they got to do. The Republicans, if they were smart, they would do that right now, right now. Well, nobody but ever accused got... Republicans of being smart. <laughs> At least mean? I sure haven't. Hey, how about uh, this uh, uh, Tashara Jones? Is she going to take any any efforts to to quell impending violence next Wednesday? Of course not. She won't do anything. She'll depend on George Soros and Antifa to quell the violence with violence. Well, excuse me, to quell the protest with violence. The protesters won't be violent, but it'll turn violent because Antifa will be there to start it. They're going to start the violence. Absolutely they will. And she knows it. She knows it's coming, and she'll do nothing about it. And if someone gets hurt or if someone, God forbid, gets killed... Someone should sue her for murder because she knows it's coming. She's going to bless it, and she's not going to do anything to stop it. Yeah, you were talking about some methods to, to keep uh, to keep these uh, black people from committing so much crime, you know. Uh, Tashara Jones has, men- has mentioned the return of midnight basketball. Remember that? Yeah, the midnight basketball that ate up taxpayer money left and right. Pee Wee Leonard and Herco Poison Ivy. <laughs> Put in jail for that. Remember that? I do. <laughs> I do. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was an embarrassing time, and uh, I, I don't know all the details of it, but I have spoken to Pee Wee about it uh, <laughs> on several different occasions. And there's more than meets the eye, but we never did get into specifics because I really didn't care that much. All I know is when there's taxpayer money involved, if you're going to keep an eye on midnight basketball, why don't you keep an eye on the prosecutor, the mayor, all the political hacks, the Corey Bushes of the world. I'm okay with with ending, if someone's stealing taxpayer money, I'm okay with getting them. But why aren't you going after them? Correct. I mean, it, it's just so selective in these prosecutors. It, it just blows it, me away. They never go after each other. Isn't that amazing? Well, they never are. You know, Democrats don't go after their own. They let them, they let them get by with everything. 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 And then to sit there and defend Mayorkas. You know, it's one thing to try to make a point if you disagree with somebody, but to defend this utter imbecile liar, pompous ass, is unconscionable to me. If if the Democrats had come to me and said, okay, here's your role today, you're defending Mayorkas, I would have said, the hell I am. You defend him. I'm not defending him. I've got to go back to my state. I'm not going to defend this jackass. Mayorkas is def- is following the policies of President Biden, and he's defending it. That's what he's doing. Of course he is, which shows you what a paid whore he is. Hey, you mentioned one other thing. You're talking about the Chinese with their missiles over South Korea and Japan. That would be another repercussion to us trying to defend Taiwan, okay? 
first of all, China would never quit once they started. And they, it would certainly, if U.S. troops would use, they would China would certainly rain terror on the Japanese, the U.S. bases in Japan and South Korea. If if the if the China invades Formosa, we can't do anything, baby. It would be a worldwide depression. It'd be a shortages of everything. The the dollar would be worthless, and thousands of kids would be killed. Thousands of soldiers would be killed. I'm afraid we're just going to have to let it go. Well, you're probably right. I don't know if there's any Reluct- way out. Reluctantly, I say this. It doesn't seem right. But we had a hell of a time with the Chinese in Korea, didn't we, in the 50s? Well, we've had a hell of a time with the Chinese forever. It'd be a hell of a lot worse now than it was in the Korean War. It would be a disaster. To well, try here, and see, here's what I think. The China, here's what I think the Chinese are going to do. They're just going to defeat us at every level without having to fire fire a shot. And they're gonna, they're not going to invade Taiwan because they don't have to. They're going to render us so inept that when they do take over Taiwan, it'll be quiet, and we'll never even know it happened. But they'll do it while Biden's in there. That's what they would prefer, but. Uh, I shudder the day the, the day invaded, and what were you going to do? Hey, well, did you see this a high school kid in Illinois? This black wrestler uh, punched this white this white dude in the nose. Did I did that? not. I did not see it. In Illinois, in a state meet, a white guy, white little kid, defeats the black wrestler fourteen to two. At the end, when they shake hands, the black wrestler punched the guy in the nose. It's all over the nation. I did not see it. And what happened? Did they kick the guy out forever? Which they should have done. Well, there's no reports of that yet, but that's all That's all. it's on there for. But you can see the video. I, I, I'm telling you, take a look at it. Well, yeah, I get I get I get tired of suckers. You know, if you're in a baseball game and both teams empty the bench and there's some punches exchanged, okay, so what? But you're walking into a line, a congratulatory thing after a wrestling match, and you punch your opponent in the nose while he doesn't see it coming. That's bullcrap. The point is, if it were the other way around, if the white kid would have punched the black kid, it would have been a big deal. Oh, you it can count been- on that. I sure as hell would have known about it if it was a white kid hitting a black kid. That's what I was going to say. Wouldn't have been able to escape it. It'd be everywhere, well, and it would be termed it would be termed racism. You know, for for whatever reason, those two kids had a problem with each other. So it was just a punch, but it was a punch, a sucker punch. And I'm not big on sucker punches. You want to fight the kid? Go out and park lot afterwards and fight him. But we had a problem. But but if it's a white kid hitting a black kid, it can't just be a fight. It can't just be two guys that don't like each other. It's got to be racist. Well, racism. Works in all ways, both ways. I'm sure it does. White kids get in fights with white kids, and nobody screams anything. Black kids get in fights with black kids, and nobody says anything. But a white kid hits a black kid, oh, my God, it's racism. But the other way around, it's not. If the black kid throws the punch, it's not racism at all. Probably it ends up being the white kid just had it coming. He deserved it. Yeah, he, he embarrassed the guy 14 a, to 2. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah, so he had it coming. He's a white, he's a white supremacist. Well, listen, we got the Republicans got all the women issues on their side. They need to use the issues. 
They need to speak out. They need they to, to absolutely, and starting today, they need to see the the opportunity the liberals are giving them to win the female vote. You won't get this kind of an opportunity very often where the liberals are so arrogant and so stupid and so ideologically bizarre that they're slamming women's athletes to the ground and saying, get out of our way. We're going to let the men beat the hell out of you. Yeah, I'm glad you... You, you see my point. The time is right now. Thank you. Thank you, Cleo. Appreciate the call. You're welcome. Bye. Yeah, it is right now. And to wait is stupidity. But then again, Ronna McDaniel runs the Republican National Committee. So anyone who's related to Mittens Romney certainly has no clue as to what's going on. But that's how it should come down. This is a gift. An absolute gift. And they're not taking it. You give me a gift, I open it right away and thank you. Liberals are giving the Republicans a gift. They're not only not opening it, not opening it, but they're just ignoring it. And when you ignore it, it'll pass you by and your opportunity's wasted. And that just can't go on. Just can't go on. So will they take advantage of it? My guess is no, Cleo. I'm sorry. Just, just you know, I'd like them to show me that I'm wrong, but they won't. They just won't. So we'll see how it happens. But boy, somebody needs to get on that right away. Post haste. Write your congressman. Write your congresswoman. Let them know. Hey, we have an open door to attract female voters with his transgender thing in sports, step through the door right now. Well, that's going to wrap us for today. We're back fighting the good fight again for you tomorrow morning. We welcome all of our new listeners from all over the country. And we thank you for your patience in the technology aspect of it. And we'll be back fighting against these people again tomorrow for you right here in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlatonShow.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everyone.